Where are we? How are we doing? Okay. Okay, guys. Today, my guest, a non-comic. That's right. You're not the first non-comic, by the way. I'm Nikki Bond, and my absentee rock and roll dad is taking a break from doing the podcast with me. So now I'm chatting with people whose parents screwed them up. Lara Abuslocker. (laughs) You, no, I didn't say it right. There's usually not an L in the slocker. It's Abu soccer, like the sport. Oh, like Abu soccer. Yeah, like, like Abu from Aladdin. Loves playing soccer. Loves playing soccer. Yeah. When I was a teacher that I had on my board, Miss, and then the Aladdin guy, and then a soccer ball. That is very smart and also no. really cute. They still called me Miss A, but that's yeah. fair. I, yeah, that is fair. Abu soccer. I realize I, oh yeah, because Joe Carl. Mm-hmm. So that's why mm-hmm. Lara's a wife of a comic, but we're not going to talk about him because it's not about him today. It's about it's always about him. And now it's about you. Yes. Because Lara has some fucked up family <laughs> dynamics I do. I do. now for. OK, but do you want to tell everybody what you do, where you're from? Sure. Um, originally from Tennessee, right outside of Nashville. Um, I am in education, so I started teaching and then I was like five years in the classroom and I was like, Ooh, done. It was a lot. It was too yeah. much. I taught in like inner city high schools. Oh, damn. Um, and then, yeah. So the past like 10 years I've been like administration and now I do uh, college and career placement for students coming out of or currently in custody so in jail on probation on parole but like in residential programs and we hook them up to make sure they stay educated that is and theoretically out of jail that is badass have it has anyone gone back to jail yeah it happens Mm -hmm. i mean it happens a lot because like you know once you're in that life you're in it and it's super hard to get out of it. Yeah. Because they make it that way. They make it to where it's just kind of like. Really? A, oh, yeah. Like when you get out of jail, like the amount of fees your face like taxed with and really? the amount of restrictions you have and things. It's like you're basically right back where like it's they make they know how to make money the way they know how to make money. And then. Damn. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. It's a bummer. But is there anyone that you wanted to save that you gave money to? Um. No, because the se- like everything's a commodity. So f- forget money. If I gave a pencil to somebody, yeah, like that's it. Like really? they know I'm a sucker. Like Whoa. yeah, like if you give somebody something that they're not allowed to have or didn't earn or whatever, like mark on your back, like. Whoa, I would feel like I'd be giving people so many things. Yeah, it's it's hard. And they'll like they'll try you so hard, like because you have to bring in clear bags so they can see Whoa. like everything you have in your bags. So they're, they're like, like, oh, Miss A, you're on your period. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Miss A, who, who are you fuck? Why are you condoms uh, in your bag? I don't bring my whole purse <laughs> materials in there. Um, <laughs> that would be insane. <laughs> Plan B, huh? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Good for you. You. that is do you feel like I feel like you're like tough like hard yeah like soft hard though like I some I feel like some people's approach is like to have zero personality and they're just like a mm-hmm. robot 
but I'm, I, I want them to know that I'm there for them and care. But the second they like test me or cross the line, it's like, shut it down. Yeah. And I think that's probably why it's been good for me. Cause it's like, okay, like you're going to care, but you're not going to let me like, you're, I'm not going to let them get away with things right. or whatever. And yeah. so, um, they end up respecting that at cool. first. It's like, sometimes they'll get mad or whatever but then it's like all right whatever like you got to do what you got to do so whoa all right yeah has anyone been like you're hot yeah really yeah I mean it doesn't take much especially in custody like when you're in the jail like by just having a vagina it's like uh, you're Uh, a hot you know like it mm -hmm. (laughs) they're so like I was like this seems like a validating job (laughs) you know it does not it's not um flattering oh okay that's true yeah yeah all right doesn't take much it's construction worker zone yeah okay times five thousand. I mean they're yeah you see things you don't want to see you don't ask to see Mm. penises oh yeah Whoa! They take their because well, they out? Shat, like they're shot like they're all everything they do is in, so like they're showering or they're working out or they're and they only get Damn. like one set of clothes so like Whoa. they're in their underwear and, and undershirts most of the time unless they have to like go out and do something because they don't want to like mess up their whatever like I don't call them scrubs but you know what yeah. I'm talking about? like that's basically yeah. what they look like um, <clears throat> yeah it's it's like a men's gym bathhouse it's it's just it smells wild it's just oh my it's God. loud but i hope you get paid enough for this um my company does oh good yeah okay. my company i mean co's like correctional officers they're they don't get paid well, uh, i can't imagine like i don't they i don't think they get paid enough for what they deal with um but we're on the education side so we're right. on like the the helping side of it i guess so. okay okay yeah. do you has does this have to do your choice in career does it have anything to do with your family that's a good question let me think about that we can we can explore it as you tell yeah, us about because now that you say that i'm your like, relationships probably okay yeah who is your favorite movie or tv parent oh movie or tv parent let me think um like i would love that person to be my mom or dad yeah yeah because it was your dad that you have issues with right Mm, yeah both Both. yeah i mean it's definitely definitely um both you know i love the dynamic of like the griswold family okay i don't need like after school special like hi honey yeah yeah, yeah like it's the craziness I don't mind like the antics and like the just like chaos like I think I'm <clears throat> I need that to an yeah. extent but you can also tell they like at the end of the day love each other love each other okay so all right something like that okay yeah okay that's a good answer yeah I normally end with that but I was like I'll intro I'm trying new trying a new method this time changing things up okay so who fucked you up the most your dad or your mom Oh gosh. Um, Sounds like both. That's fun. Yeah. Um, I, I think in, in the immediate, like the most obvious, like this is crazy was my dad. Okay. And then in the long term, looking back, like, damn, like your mom. Yeah. Cause it was a little more just like subtle, underhanded gaslighty, you to know? You? Yeah. So okay. it, it took years of like therapy and stuff to be like, wow, that was fucked up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
where do you want to begin then? I'm like, oof, the mom, the mom stuff seems good. But your dad is. I think my dad, one, takes the most kind of expl- explanation. And two is, okay. it's pretty much once you say it, you say it. Okay. <clears throat> so my, one of my aunts says that my dad would be a great um, episode of Criminal Minds. Damn. <laughs> and so I'm trying to, I think, I think if I should start from the beginning, start okay. from the beginning. Yeah. So when he was like 10 or 12, so this was like in the seventies, he started having all these back, like back pain, headaches, stuff like this. He got, um, and it ended up, he had a tumor in his spine Whoa, at 10 or at 12? like 10 or 12, Whoa, which okay. like at that time in the seventies, it was basically a death sentence. Yeah. So they went in, they did the surgery, removed the tumor. He was in like a full body cast for like a year, homebound, crazy, like crazy at that age. Um, he ended up obviously surviving. And then I don't know, whatever the timeline is, went on to have a relatively normal young adult life. Okay. And of course, this is all like what's been told to me and like how I've understood things to be. And he became like, in high school, like he has like newspaper articles written about him. He was like Finn from Glee, all star, whatever. Like, I don't know, to be honest, who Finn from Glee is, but I went, wow, like I did know. So I was hip and cool. I really thought that you like like, connected with that. No, I I didn't. I need something else. Can we do Zach Morris from Um, Saved by the Bell maybe? Maybe more like Slade. Like he was attractive, but he was also insanely musically talented. Oh, okay. And he still is. And he was the like lead musician of this glee club okay okay they call I themselves, yeah, yeah like yeah. I, some kind of singing group thing whatever uh apparently he like pulled all the girls was that guy okay and so lots of attention lots of praise lots of so he went from like had the surgery he survived against the odds everyone was like he's a miracle and then not only that beat the odds and became this he's a miracle child yeah yes and and only and, and an only child okay so i'd assume that that would plant a very like almost like a child star or something yeah like you have this adoration and this whatever so he and my mom got married when I don't know she was like 18 he was 20 or something and damn yeah soups young wow okay yeah crazy young and the story goes he was like fine and everything was fine and then when I was when my mom was pregnant, he started maybe feeling jealous or like abandoned or something. Like he wasn't getting all of the attention. Okay. And then when I was like a few months old, my mom came home one day and he was laying in the yard, laying what? in the middle of the yard, saying he couldn't move, saying his back was messed up. All of this stuff went to, Whoa. yeah, this whole saga, like, I don't How know. How old were you again? Um, I was just like a few months old at this oh point. Oh my God, your poor mom. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And my mom's theory is that as soon as I came along, it pulled focus. Yes. And he was getting more and more desperate for like attention. Yes. Um, so then it, that was the late eighties and I don't know how it all happened, but basically his primary complaint was back pain. Okay. And we all know what happens when you just have back pain and they can't figure out why you get opioids. So that's, Whoa. yeah. So that's where. <laughs> I literally am like, I've had back pain <laughs> since like last summer and they don't see anything in the x-ray. 
but they haven't offered me those. I was going to okay. say, you're yeah, not going to the no. right. Well, these are different times. <laughs> okay. Too. Yeah, That's, yeah. Now, now they just know. don't care. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Exactly. Okay. So they gave him yeah. So he was on like methadone. Like he was Whoa. on these like hardcore whatever painkillers. Um, he went to like pain clinics, which back then was literally just like they like dope you up and like numb you and make you feel really good. Damn. And then you get hooked, of course, as you do. So then it was this like chicken and egg, like, is it the back pain? Is it the, which I'm sure so many people can resonate with yeah. because that's literally like the epidemic that we're in. Yeah, right exactly. Now. Yeah. Um, so, but the, on my mom's side, the straw that like broke the camel's back was, I guess I was maybe like one and I thought one of his pills was candy. Like it was on the floor and I like thought one of his pills was candy and I ate it. And I had to like, they had to like rush me to the hospital and like Whoa. pump my stomach. Like, of course I don't remember because yeah. I was tiny. That's traumatizing though. Um, yeah. And that's apparently when my mom was like, I'm done. Like, so this is where like my memories kind of start. Um, like I ended up basically going to like s stay with my aunt. Okay. And that's who I have always identified with as like my mom. No way. Yeah. Wow. People even say like, oh, I was born to the wrong sister or whatever. Cause we're yeah. like the same person. Um, wow. But that's like where my core memories were like with my aunt and uncle. I called him uncle cool. And I have like so many memories of dancing to little mermaid with him, like in the living room. Like that's where my happy memories, yeah. happy childhood memories yes. are. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Um, yeah, so my parents split up, got divorced and I was like two and then like, I have some random memories of like my dad got his own place for just a little bit cause he couldn't sustain it cause he wasn't working. He was on medication and everything. And like my memories of that are like this, like a dark room and me sitting on the couch and, and I would, I would have had to be like three and my dad's head in my lap and like watching ET Whoa. Mm -hmm. and like watching ET and then it would end. I'd have to like shake him no. awake because he was like passed out and then he would stumble over and like reset the tape. That was like my, Whoa. yeah, that is dark as fuck. Yeah. And it's so vivid. It's like, do you hate when Joe like puts his head on your lap now? So that's the issue. Is <laughs> Like, Poor Joe cannot get an ounce of sympathy from me when he's yeah I bet like the second he coughs I'm like don't come to me with it whoa <laughs> or like affection like I'd be like ew get your adult head off my fucking yeah. lap you sicko yeah wow yeah and like my dad would like call me his little nurse oh no so eventually not eventually even just a few years after that he had to move back in with his parents. And it just got progressively and progressively worse. Like there were times when like we'd be walking through Walmart and he'd just like fall. Like, and really, and I don't remember, like, I, I still don't remember like why or what that was, but I just remember like hospitals and medicine. And then now, I mean, this all happened over a lot of time, yeah. obviously, Yeah. but now his bedroom is literally a hospital room really like he has like a hospital bed that's like the, eh, 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 eh. Whoa. he's fully in a wheelchair because he's fully paralyzed because he thought he needed this surgery that he didn't and got it and it paralyzed him even though he knew that that was like a huge 
like outcome. Like he knew basically going in that that could happen. Then because of complications with paralysis, one of his legs had to be amputated. What? Yeah. Now he fully is the patient he always wanted to become. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's wild. And was there like, do you think this is a mind over matter thing? Was there nothing wrong with him? That's honestly over the last like five to seven years. That's really what I've worked to find out because now it's to the point where like over the past like seven years, there's been two or three times that I've had to fly back home because he's overdosed to the point where like they didn't think he was going to make it. And he appointed me as his, um, I have his, his medical decision-making rights because he also went through this episode of like psychosis where he was deemed like not to be fit to make his own decisions. So they gave my grandfather guardianship. And then my dad, when he like came around and was better, was like, hell no, it's going to Laura. And I'm like, I don't want it. Like, like, no, thank you. Um, but now I have it and I have like power of attorney. Do you have siblings? No. I didn't know you were an only child on that side. Oh, okay, I have my okay. brother who's like okay. my brother, but okay. that was when my mom remarried. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So he became addicted and that's why he, yeah. So I, I mean, and so I've spent a lot of time talking to doctors now because I have the right, like I have access, like mm-hmm. there's no HIPAA because I have that privilege. Um, and so my last visit there was it was over the pandemic so maybe almost two years ago um where they called me and they're like you need to get here like like we don't think he's gonna come out of this one so i get there and i walked in the room he had been non-verbal he'd been non-responsive he'd been nothing for three four days i walk in the room and i'm like dad i'm here pops up no that night we're watching he's showing me no and my grandmother's like crying my grandmother's crying they're like we didn't think we'd ever hear his voice again and I was like he's fine he's in withdrawals because they took his medicine away and he's throwing fits and he's being like a petulant child and I walk in the room and that's seriously like the third time that he had done that like pulled a stunt yes is he just doing it for your attention Oh my God. Yeah. This is insane. Yeah. It's Oh too my much. God. Like it's that too is much. Psycho. So I finally told him this last time. I was like, the next time I f- get on a flight, it's because it better be your funeral. Just no. I'm, I'm not, not doing, doing this. this. No. Like we're not playing this game. We're not doing this thing. What no. do you say? He got really mad at first and then he, it was like a whole two weeks that then he was like crying to, and my grandmother is basically like his caretaker, which is a whole other level of fucked up because she's like an 87 year old woman. She's a literal saint. She's my favorite person in the whole world. Like she's everything to me. She was her and, and my grandfather, her husband are like, or were the reason I had a little bit of love and care and normalcy. Like Damn. I, yeah, like they're everything he died almost 20 years oh ago now, but so, Oh my God. So when did he start using his pain to get you to pay attention to him? There's so much to unpack here. I like don't even know where to start. I know. Um, I, for, I mean, as long as I can remember, like I said, like he, 
will call me like his little nurse. And I mean, there's so much of it. Like I said, like there's so much of it that again, like chicken and egg, like, I don't know. I don't know what's real and what's not at this point. And there's also the, the factor, which we know now with like opioid addiction is it actually does create additional receptors. So I do believe that his pain is real. You know, I don't want to say that he's faking it, quote unquote, but I think it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy at this point. Yeah. Okay. But like there were times growing up, he would overdose and like have hallucinations and he would start screaming crazy shit. And like, I'd run in there and he'd be like, the frogs, the frogs are everywhere. Help me catch them. And like... The FBI tapped in my TV and it was just so wild because like I was probably like nine and he was having these delusions that like the FBI had tapped our phones and blah, blah, blah. So I had to start like learning how to like deal with like someone in psychosis because I realized if I said something that didn't align with what he was seeing, he would freak out. So I was like, okay, like this is real to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then I would have to figure out how to navigate it. And at nine. Yeah. So yeah. what would you do? There was one time where he thought that the ceiling was glass and it had shattered and like there were like spikes coming down. He was like asking me to help him pet, pick glass out of his arm. Oh like, my doing God. Doing it. Like, but then like when he thought our phones were tapped or whatever it was, he was like, call the FBI. I was like, okay. And I had like, it was an old phone, but it was disconnected. Like I would play with, you know? <clears throat> but it was like a real phone that he used to use. And oh so I like pick it up and I'm like, dad the fbi is on the phone he's like what are you doing that phone's not even plugged in and i'm like how do you know that how come come the voices and glass are real but this phone not being plugged in that's when you pay attention like like, that is not fair yeah and so we're who are you living with like did you go to your mom and you told her what was going on oh yeah i mean she knew you know she'd had to deal with it to a degree but that's why I always tell her I'm like you were able to get out why why were you there I I don't know I think about that a lot I think because he lived with my grandparents and they were providing a stable environment for me yes then it was kind of understood I'm not in danger I'm not in what like physical or whatever you know but um yeah I mean they were the ones that did like I lived with my mom and stepdad in Nashville and then they would, like, my grandparents were the one, like, every other Friday, they'd come pick me up from school and bring me to Kentucky to, like, they did, like, yeah. all the, like, work. Yeah, they they were parenting. Okay, I get Leg it. Work. So they were with, okay, no okay. pun intended. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Literally couldn't. Were you depressed as a kid, or how did you feel? I had mad anxiety. I had my first panic attack when I was in, like, fourth grade. Oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. 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 It's. It's scary. Did you know it was a panic attack? No, Me I had neither. no idea. Me neither. And I made my mom and grandma call 911 oh. seven times after that because I thought that I just couldn't breathe sometimes. Yeah. Like I'm dying. Like I, Who diagnosed it? I think I was in maybe sixth or seventh grade and I like was talking to a school counselor or something. Okay. And they wow. were like, do you know what a panic attack is? Like, you know, that whole thing. And then I was like, oh. Damn, so that's when your anxiety kicked in. Mm -hmm. Interesting, because you're a hypochondriac. Oh, yeah. Do you think it was brought on by your dad? Oh, for sure. Like, oh, my God. Well, and he's, like, obsessed with death. He has a funeral playlist. No. And the reason he created it is because he would 
text me and email me like at all times of the day and night like add this song to my no I want this play to my funeral I, no. I want this play. I finally was like stop make it go on Spotify make a playlist it would be like on a Friday you know 10 p.m. I'm out with my friends no, or whatever no and I get a song like add this Whoa. and I'm like do you understand oh how my that god yeah so it all turned when you were born not saying you're the reason yeah i mean yeah and i you know so it's so all weird. your fault you know what's so weird is i've never carried that bird i've never felt well, like as good thank right? god like because, you like, would think that would be the easiest thing for me like why do i exist i think it's probably because he turned into the child so then you became the yes parent and you're like oh this is all of a sudden my responsibility and i have no understanding why yes. oh my god okay and so there was technically really nothing wrong with his, we don't know. It, we, I mean, he does not have a diagnosis. He does not have a physical diagnosis. Like he doesn't have MS or lupus or what, like all, like he does not have a physical, like I asked his doctors the last time that he did that. He doesn't have a proper diagnosis. Correct. I confirmed that last time I went home and I had access to like all of his records. I got a full list of all of his medications like everything he's on so I could run it by like other doctors and like it, it's just crazy and like he has so all over his house he has do not resuscitate orders no but like he's not dying like it's whoa yeah like he's I think ready to die because he's just miserable but then on the other hand, I'm like, if he really wanted to die, the man has an entire pharmacy. He could easily, probably just with one bottle of something he has, much less everything. Like, he could easily. Now, do did he ever deal with the trauma of having a tumor? Do you think that maybe he didn't deal with the trauma and then, oh, for and sure. then he's been afraid of dying? I can't believe that his leg got amputated. Yeah. Yeah. That was, like, I remember when he went, to get the surgery and he like like he got it denied multiple multiple times like people were like no like the surgery isn't for you and he finally found some doctor in like the back like hills of north carolina that was no. it was an experimental like it was like a they were still like testing it out whoa yeah and he got paralyzed and it was like well this is a game changer oh my god and yeah. he didn't even try to sue them too because they probably were like no because no, he couldn't because they were like they told him like there's a really good chance so your whole life you've had to been you've had to be taking care yes. of your dad yes has affected your relationships because you're saying that yeah what, and it sucks you? like I have to, like, I have to think about how to separate, right? Like when Joe's sick and you know, like when it comes to like Ansley, like my daughter, mm -hmm. I, I don't get that, like, take care of yourself. Like, yeah. You know, like it's obviously something maternal kicks in. So yeah. yeah, I think it's like when it's an adult or whatever. And I'm sure if Joe had cancer or something, you like, take care of yeah, him. Yeah. But it, that's got to suck for him. Yeah. <laughs> he can never get like the support. Yeah. And then I have to remind myself, he didn't. It's not your dad. His fault. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever go to therapy for that? Oh my God. I've okay. been in therapy for years and okay. years. Yeah. So that's where your dad stands. Do you still talk to him a lot? Yeah. Really? I mean, I kind of have to. The sad thing is, is he and my grandmother, because of all of this, have a very codependent relationship. They're very like enmeshed. Yeah. It's, 
it's sad. Um, on the other hand, I'm glad they have each other, mm-hmm. but, but she like takes care of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I said, she's 85. She lives. Oh, so they, so they used to live together. And then she got to the point where she was like, this is too much. It's a big farmhouse. It's all this property. Like I'm ready to retire. Um, and he got to the point where she was like, you're too much to deal with. And they put him in a nursing home. Whoa. Well, he got himself kicked out of the no. nursing home. <laughs> How? He just started acting out. And one night he left the nursing home in his power wheelchair, went across the street to a gas station, bought all this beer and cigarettes came back and was like trying to throw like a party in the room no. yes no yes. Be- he beer and cigarettes and he's afraid of dying yeah this is mental yeah oh my god yeah so they were like we can't do it anymore like he's basically they said like he doesn't meet the threshold of like he's too independent to be here yeah but like not independent enough to live on his own fully so but they were like like we have people that actually need to be here so um so then they found homes little garden homes literally down the street from each other so like my dad has his and my grandmother has hers they have their little routine but like if he's sick or something like he'll call her at like two three in the morning like come down no I know. Do you have a secret fear that when your grandma dies, he's coming for you? That's not even a secret fear. That's what's going to happen. No, you can't. Yeah. So I've already, like, I've already laid down the law. Because, I mean, my grandparents have a trust, you know, set aside for him. And it's not much. It's not enough to maintain everything he needs. Yeah. Um. And so, and because I'm, like, the executor and of her, like, because I'm the executor of her will and her estate because he's not wow capable capable. yeah um i've basically told him like either prove that you can do everything on your own and the trust is yours like that's your monthly income like you can do or this is crazy you literally are his parent literally oh my god i'm like or if you can't you can't but then you need to be in a nursing home and that like what am i gonna do like i live across the united states i've lived my whole life catering to you yes you're not worried about him anymore. It's like the boy who cried wolf. And I will say that that's where Joe has like really come in and been like the muscle. Thank God. Cause being like, don't like muscling through helping you through it mentally or like helping deal with him. Helping deal with him. Really? Yeah. If there's like a hard line that gets crossed or something and like, he needs to really like hear, he knows he can't, um, manipulate joe i think that's what it is interesting yeah okay so it's like if i need like if he's really on one and like acting up or whatever i'm like it's like when i when you're like i'm gonna call your dad you know like joe's the dad (laughs) this is insane like he steps in when he steps in when things are like really bad and then it's like he'll give him the phone call and then it doesn't happen again this is fucking mental also bringing a partner into this kind of dynamic and the partner putting up with it (laughs) is so key. Like it only takes a certain kind of person that can put up with helping parent your dad who cried wolf parent. Okay. Jesus Christ. So that fucked you up in the sense that like you have anxiety, you're a hypochondriac now and you were having panic attacks as a kid and had to 
witness this like weak man and I bet the his mom like feels guilt because she not guilt but she saw him have the tumor so she he's like the one that lived oh jeez, and he's an only child yeah and it's almost like he probably got so much attention when he had his tumor so then when he lost all the attention he was like oh if I play sick then I get attention that's what I think whether he caught you know was like cognizant like whether he like intentionally did that or whether it was like this like subliminal like deep-seated like whatever like that's that's what I feel definitely what happened and then it was like a snowball effect like now I'm hooked on drugs now I have to be sick to be on the drug like right you know oh my god okay and what about so where does your mom come into all this like were you living you weren't living with your mom so my mom had primary custody okay so yeah so I lived with my my mom got remarried to my stepdad when I was four okay so did you like him I did I liked him at first I I really liked him at first um we have a we have a very complicated relationship but I think as I've gotten older I've been able to like separate out um we went through a long span of not talking um and then we've recently like reconnected but and I think therapy helped with that because I was able to separate his part in things from my mom like I don't know it was I think a little bit my mom was making us both crazy oh really yeah I think so I'm like listen (laughs) just um curating a reality like curating um we have to keep up with appearances type thing. You oh, know? image based. Yes. And like, much. yeah, we're, there's nothing wrong with us. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so I think that that was like a lot of pressure on everybody to like pretend that things were okay when they like absolutely were not. Yeah. Um, and I think just over the years it took its toll. And so now I've been able to be like, let's put the past behind us. Yeah. He does not dwell. Like he's not dwelling on anything. Um, but I was really, I was really scared of my mom. Like really? I was like, yeah, she just not physically or anything. She just, she, she really intimidated me. She really scared me. And I like, I just, I almost felt like I, like I couldn't, be me I couldn't be open I couldn't what was like the pinpoint of what did she do that scared you like do you remember the day we were like oh my mom's scary I don't even I don't even know how to like articulate it she's just very she she's very good at at getting her way she's very good at getting what she Uh, wants like this woman yeah like through and through and so I just think you know I think what I would have liked is like a balance like Mm -hmm. when I leave my like it's sad to me when I think back that like my dad's house was like the escape sometimes right you know like I'd rather go to this like zany kooky crazy but like I was the only child there. I had a pool. Wow. I had, you know, like yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. my own little like yeah. getaway Sanctuary. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what your mom like, w- yeah, I guess I'm like, was it that she was just always fake and never real or what was the. Yeah, it was like, um, I just never felt like I really knew her. Like I Whoa. really knew who she was. Like I would see based on the group we were in a, like different parts of her like 
she's this person when she's with these people and this person when she's with these people and yeah and just fake all the time yeah like I and I never saw anything deeper so Whoa. it was just like because normally I'm like the kid does see deeper but you didn't see I couldn't it. like I couldn't I, I mean my mom had a lot of trauma growing up like a lot a lot she's one of seven Catholic Irish Catholic lots of substance abuse addiction um just just a lot and I've come to be able to empathize with her a bit Mm -hmm. um but it was just hard she's a very guarded person like she's not more maternal not one no yeah and and I just I think that's what I needed like I think I needed just a little bit of like and so I would seek that out obviously with boys like that was like you know the go-to but like if I could get positive attention or affection elsewhere like that's where I had to go wow and do you because that's very hard to have a cold mom Mm -hmm. did you do you feel like you have issues with women now in that um you know what's funny is I not as a whole but I have I feel like I have so much like chosen family and so many like surrogate moms like I gravitate toward women that are because I mean my mom had me when she was 20 you know so we're not that you know like she was young like I remember um and you know the good times actually the the good times I remember with her were when in the interim between her and my dad splitting up and her and my stepdad getting together like there was like a stretch of time where we it was just the two of us yeah and I actually remember really enjoying that um so part of it too is like, I don't know if it depends on like her relation, like, you know, when she's in a relationship or whatever, um, she gives herself to the man. Maybe. I think so. Ugh. I think and like, those are hard friends yeah. to have. Yeah. Having those as moms, that's really yeah. hard. And I mean that had like, that's tracked through yeah. adulthood. Like she's yeah. on her third marriage now, but like she's dated a lot and it's all, it's very like, um, yeah. You know, like when they say like the personality it's whoever they're with or whatever, yeah. you know, like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's very much like the, the trend. She's there. very much a chameleon and changes. Mm-hmm. That is hard. Mm-hmm. It's just hard because you're like, then who is my mom? And then am I not enough to be, Oh my God. Okay. Oh, that's, yeah. I, I, I have cried that question to her so many times. Really? Like I'm your daughter. Like, and I think especially because I have a daughter and I will put us in that, and I'm like there's never ever ever a single second that I would choose anything or anyone over my kid and I just don't understand understand. why you didn't and you've cried that to her oh yeah and what did she say we've had a really rough past like she's like just go make me some tea (laughs) I'll be right (laughs) darling are you speaking English (laughs) I can't hear you speak up (laughs) That's yeah, like it. Um, we've had like a really rough like five years, maybe. We're just I went through like almost the two year period where we weren't talking. Most of the pandemic, we weren't talking. Wow. Okay. Because I just needed to pull back. Like I hit. What happened? Um, I don't want to go too much into it because okay. I don't want to bring other people, people? into yeah, okay, it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But basically, just to the point where I felt like I had tried as hard as I could I'd given as much as I could um I felt like we were getting to a good place and then 
a turn of events and and it and it went right back to how it was and it was oh, like God, the expectation broke me and then, yeah. yeah 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 I've yeah been there. yeah yeah so pretty much I was just like okay well I basically was like I've had to rectify that I'm not gonna have the mother relationship that I want uh-huh. so I need a little time to like reset of, of like am I willing to have a relationship with my mom as is, or would I rather just not have a mom at all? Like, oh my God. I've had that debate about my dad like three mm-hmm. times. It is so, that's what my therapist always does. And it's so hard. So you took two years to figure it out about, yeah, it was just, I just couldn't get to a place where I did not, I wasn't ready to just have surface level conversations with my mom, but I could no longer trust having, there were too many times where I fell into the trap of like, mommy, like help me with this. And then things got bad and it would be used against me. And I was like, oh, that's not why I told you that. Like, or like you, I I thought you were helping me with that. Like I, so she would, you would confide in her and then she would use it against you. Yes. Like an evil yes. person. And that happened. And I think my mom is a very hurt person. And they say hurt people hurt people. And I think she will go for the fucking jugular. Jugular. And that's what and that's what ha- that she said, and I won't say it, but she said the worst thing that I you I could possibly like it was it broke me. And I was just like I could never, yeah, I could never. And did you, when you've had like a long conversation with her about it, does she understand that's wrong or is she a narcissist? I think she understands it's wrong, but I also think that she will try to still like save as much space as possible. Like I shouldn't have said that, but why I said it is. To defend herself. Yeah. I mean, yeah, is she a narcissist? I mean, sounds like if she's it sounds I mean it feels like, you know, I'm I'm always hesitant to like diagnose label or diagnose yeah. somebody, but I mean based on my like what my therapists have said, um it definitely seems like there's some, you know, narcissistic yeah. tendencies yeah. there. Um and I know like even in like how I've learned to deal with her is like how you would deal with a narcissist, you know, like how yeah. you would. So yeah. I mean, it's hard because it's like there's evil women in the world. Like there's women that are mean to other women and will take you down. And for your mom to be that, that's fucking tough. Yeah. And that's where I think it took me becoming a parent and yeah. and becoming an, an adult parent. Like I had my daughter when I was 18. So yeah. like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Like, you know, but then like over the past, maybe like eight, nine years where I've really grown into it and my daughter's older and there's more complexities. Like it's more than just keeping her alive at this point. Like that's where I've started to be like, whoa, like you fucked up. mom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I told, you know, I was like, I did tell her one time I was like, you know, I always questioned like why, like, not question, but like, of course, when I found myself pregnant at 18, I was like, what the fuck? Like, and as crazy as that whole experience was, I always feel like I almost like I'm almost getting a chance to like reparent, like 
you know yeah like, yeah, yeah like re actually parent a yeah, child like to do parent. it right you yeah. get to, you get to be a parent as a real parent instead of a child being yes. a parent yeah how did you not pass down all the all the things that your parents did to you to your daughter I don't know and that's honestly been one of the toughest like <clears throat> sometimes I feel like I will and that's another reason Joe's an amazing partner is because and he's not her dad mm-hmm. um so I mean he's her stepdad obviously um because I do feel like I will default to like I'll almost like overcorrect. Like if there yeah. are times that we're having, you'll be really or- lenient. Yeah. Cause you don't want to be, yes, cause mom. I'm so afraid to mess her up. I'm yeah. so afraid I'm going to mess her up. Wow. And, um, but I mean, I do think that she and I have a really good relationship and Joe helps provide perspective. Like I think because I don't, I don't have an example of what is normal. Yeah. I always question like, okay, this isn't, this isn't what I grew up with, but is this, is this normal, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, is yeah. this within the normal bounds of yeah. parent kid relationships or how teenagers act or what, like, yeah. <clears throat> oh my God. Yeah. So with your mom now, you do have a relationship with her or like, what did it take to let her back in? And do you truly not of expectations because all the time I'm like, okay, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then you get hurt and you're like, I know. Um, you know what it is? It's me. I've realized, yes, I let her back in. Um, I don't remember exactly why, what, what it maybe just felt like it was kind of time. I don't know. Like I had healed to the point that I needed to. And also like, I will say that, she and my daughter have a great relationship. Oh, good. Okay. Um, I feel like a lot of, and I'm trying to learn how to understand my mom and give her the benefit of the doubt. And so I think that she doesn't feel pressure with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't feel the sole responsibility. And is she going to look bad if something mm-hmm. goes So like she can relieve herself of that. And yeah. it's a very, it's a very special relationship. And I think I could tell that it was important to my daughter that they my a, mom and I oh. be, oh, yeah. you know, like totally in harmony or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I will say like, I, what helped me the most is, is coming to understand that I could not have any expectations about her behavior. I could only adjust my own. Oh, I hate that responsibility. It's not fair. It's not fair, but, but I will say like there are times now where like I would go to like mom like you have no idea and then I'm like I can't do it like I and that She's sucks gonna, like yeah, yeah, yeah like like there's and that's where like I still struggle a little bit of like who is that person that yeah. I go to with mom stuff and maybe that's why I tend to like if I meet especially a female that I click with very yeah. well, I tend to like very quickly, like want a relation, like want a yeah. friendship Yeah, because it's like, who's that female that you can confide in that will understand things or that will just even just listen or whatever. And, 
Um, the safe person. The yes. safe woman. Yeah. Because I, Joe is great, but he's a man. Yeah. They don't. And if you don't have the uh, mom figure, yeah. have have you ever had friends that you that were toxic because you were following patterns of getting validation from them like you did your mom? All my friends from growing up, I see like bits of why I was friends with them. attracted to them at that time and then seeing now when I meet people with those same patterns how I like react right away dodge them yeah. which is like growth in and of itself you know yeah it's true it's like you can sniff it out and um what about like meeting other moms that you're like oh I would click with you are you ever like wanting to keep in touch with them or are you just it's like a female friendship that you like to confide in it's hard because I had Ansley so young and like back home, it was pretty typical to have a kid that young. Yeah, I was going to ask like how your mom reacted. But yeah. Um, yeah, back then it was, or there it was typical. Um, but then like when I moved out here, Ansley was five. And when she started kindergarten, like all the moms were like my mom's age. So it was like, they always yeah. thought I was the nanny, um, oh which is hilarious. But like, it was hard to really get close with moms because we were not peers yeah 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 so what is kind of fun now though is like now my friends are starting to have kids okay and so it's like they're already like my confidants my whatever like we're already really good friends and now there's like that added bond of motherhood yeah so it's like just like a icing on the cake or whatever yeah they're on your level Mm -hmm. now all right you know what's really like for me when you're talking about Ainsley really wanting you and your mom to have a harmonious harmonious relationship I felt that with my grandma and my mom too like I could feel when they were fighting and I was like can't you just be cool and if they could be cool then my anxiety would go away and it sucks so much because you're like you don't understand what I have to go through yeah and I, I do feel like I'm pretty open with her like I'm never going to like put my trauma onto her but in a way that she can understand and explain and I tried to also explain it as like setting boundaries like when somebody does the behavior that makes you feel a certain way you might find that you have to set about like I try to turn it into like I'm not gonna like bitch about my mom to her yeah yeah, yeah. you know so it's like yeah I'm hurt like she probably didn't mean to but she did you know like that you know like that type of thing and so because, yeah, because I'm like, it's not going to do any of us good if I pretend. Yep. But also I get where she's coming from. Yep. So how do we, like, navigate this? Yeah. Okay, and then the last question, you don't have to answer this, but um, because your mom wanted to, like, show face and be prim and proper and have no one talk shit about you guys, how did she react when you were pregnant? Um, I knew it wasn't going to be good because, uh, like, yeah, because very, like, prideful of, like, image yeah. and accomplishment and this and that. Um, I I actually called my stepdad and told him first. Wow. Okay. Not because we were that close, but because I was so scared. To oh, <laughs> my, my God. Mom. And I waited till I was, um, I waited till I was almost five months pregnant. Whoa. To say anything. I mean, one, I was 18 and I was tiny. Yeah. So I wasn't showing for a while. Then when I started showing, it was winter and it was my freshman year of college. So I was just like slumming it anyway, like big old baggy, you know, whatever. And then finally I was like, well, obviously I have to say something. 
So I just, and there were so many times that I like almost said it and then like, like chicken out. Oh like, my do it. God. So I, yeah. So I called my stepdad and I was like, I can't tell mom. And he was like, I'll tell her for you. Really? Yeah. And I was like, well, because I knew that he would be, his mom was 16 when she Whoa. had him. And like, they always told me like, if you find yourself pregnant as a teenager, like we won't be happy, but we'll make it work. But if we ever find out you haven't had an abortion, like we'll never speak to you again. Whoa. Yeah. Which is like not, that's like the opposite of what I tell Ansley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're, I'm like, like, you're not having a kid. Yeah. So. You're like, suck that shit out. Yeah, yeah. You decide when yeah. it happens. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, but I don't know. It was like, I honestly, so much of that time period is like foggy. To me. Like, yeah, I've of course. Like yeah. blacked so much of it out that I don't, it's probably so anxious. The whole oh my time. God. Like it yeah. was just, it was really like one of like, I mean, obviously she's like everything to me, my whole world, but like that whole like pregnancy journey and everything was insane. Um, but I mean, it, it ended up being like, they had a baby shower for me. Like, Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay, like yeah. it wasn't, you know, like yeah. I didn't feel like iced out or anything. I mean, it was definitely like, there were like tears at first and like, I think, and then I, I do think like a lot of it came of, from like fear like would yeah. I be okay like yeah. would I have like would I be able to actually Rape make like a life yeah. for us like things yeah. like that um but I think like once they saw that I was like I stayed in school and I just feel like over the years it got I mean I had really bad postpartum too and okay. so I like I ended up having to move back in with them because I just like couldn't manage yeah. um and so they helped me out a lot like until she was two um, and I do think that that's partly like where their bond comes from too. I feel like I had to rely on them so much mm -hmm. to give what I couldn't to mm -hmm. her, like emotionally. Um, and so that's, part, yeah, I think that like, it's wild. Like it's wild how it kind of like came full circle and like they came through Yeah, after you had to parent them and then they stepped in but you are so fucking chill like i am like <laughs> oh my god what meds are you on uh, like it it's is so weird you say that because i feel like internally the opposite like i feel like i'm the most like, <laughs> like no i i get that i get that because hypochondria i am i was having a bad bout last still am but it gets you but like just in terms of like parenting and perspective and calmness and you're not like a crazy person seeking attention a lot of people would seek a lot of attention mm. right now and it's funny because like even your career is helping is parenting yeah yeah instead actually, of like degree, seeking yeah. attention which actually makes sense now that you say it yeah it's true that's i'm part therapist is what I try to do Clearly. I try to figure everything out on this I'll be like tell me your shit then I'm like trying to figure it out but you could have gone in the other path and you could have gone into entertainment and been trying to get validation from people in entertainment yeah instead but yeah. you just kind of stuck to what you know but then are now using it for good yeah <laughs> okay you know what's crazy is like my well now that you say like who is your dream parent yeah obviously honorable mention Mr. Rogers like he's my, like I have one, four, three tattoos. Like that was his address. It means I love you. Like that he, and you know, one of his most famous things is like, always look for the helper Yeah. for whatever reason that like was like ingrained. And like, that's like, if they're ever like, what's one word about what like helper, like that's wow. And now that you say it, it's like funny because I feel like that was like my burden growing up. 
Yeah. But then I was like, like reclaimed it, you know, yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going to help and I'm going to fucking yeah. help really well. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Help because you want to not help because you have yes. to. Yes. <laughs> and now we're all huge. And then I'll show Laura all the lumps on my neck and be like, what the fuck is this? Does yours feel like this? Does yours feel like this? <laughs> Mine are still there. I got one here now. I'm freaking out. Well, thank Mine's you for coming here. on. It is? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it's still there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, It okay. sticks around. Oh, oh, yeah. okay, okay. Just, yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Helping the helper. The helper. <laughs> thank you for sharing your story. You're that welcome. was so crazy. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It's like. It's a lot, but like. I really enjoyed the time passed. I was like, it, did. it was enjoyable in the way of like, I'll tell you one thing. It was steady. <laughs> Your journey was rough, <laughs> but it was steady. <laughs> You're like, you never really got like a break. There was never really a time no. where things were chill. Like we really just no, got we to just run. Kept going through. <laughs> then you got pregnant. Then you had to start your own life. There's no like downtime. Yeah. You know what? It's, it's pretty good. It's good. <laughs> Keep the momentum going. If I was writing a movie, I feel like the we're pacing. on the right path. <laughs> Your pain yeah. just never stopped, yeah. and I really enjoyed it. Thank you so <laughs> thank much. Thank you for giving that to me today. <laughs> oh, thank good. you. Thank you. <laughs>